the fourth Bodhisattva's vow. The Buddha way is unattainable. I vow to attain it. Other ways of translating it. The Buddha way is inconceivable or the Buddha's way is unsurpassable or unsurpassed. However incomparable the Buddha way, I vow to attain it. Attain it is used in most of the translations. Simply, I vow to attain the Supreme Buddha way. Or even to accomplish it. Butsudo Mujo Seiganjo. This is the counterpart to there is a way to the end of suffering, the fourth noble truth. And on the other side, the practice principle, the fourth practice principle, being just this, being just this moment, being just this, compassion's way, compassion's way. In a way, it's easy to see it as a practice principle, being just this moment. And yet it's easy to miss it, because we have all sorts of ideas about what being just this moment is. So, if you're downstairs at the tea service and the teapot the top is up and overflowing with tea leaves compassion's way is not to walk by but to right there being just this is taking that and emptying it into the compost doesn't matter if it's your job or someone else's That's being just this moment. And if lo and behold, the compost container downstairs is also overflowing, you also take that and take both of them and bring them upstairs here and put it in the compost. And if that compost were to be overflowing, you take it outside. Because that's being just this moment. Just this moment isn't some passive, it's being manifesting this moment of the whole universe of our life and doing or not doing according to circumstances, according to what needs to be done. Not holding on to ideas or judgments about should, shouldn't, who, what. Otherwise, we're long gone. 
Otherwise, we don't see the way to the relief of suffering, to the end of suffering. Otherwise, we're holding on to all sorts of ideas which hinder us from being this Buddha way, being this that we are. But this word, the Buddha way, is unattainable. That's one way to translate it. In a way, better to say, is non-attainable or non-attainable. And we could connect that with something that Dogenzenji talks about in a chapter of Shobogenzo. So we'll go there for a little bit. This chapter has two different names depending upon who's translating it into English. So even the the, uh, Japanese names, there's two different Japanese names for the same chapter. It, be, it can be called Bukojoji, Bukojoji, or Butsu Kojoji. It's the same chapter. Um, but for some reason, and I don't know why, I haven't been able to determine why some people use the shorter version, Bu, for Buddha, Buddha to translate the, the character that Dogen uses. And others use Butsu and then Kojoji. Literally, no, I shouldn't say literally, translating the title into English. Um, two translations. One go is, this is from Kaz Tanahashi. It's Going Beyond Buddha. That's his translation of the title. Um, Nishiyama and Stevens' translation is Butsu excuse me, is continuous development beyond Buddha. Continuous development beyond Buddha. The intention is the same. Going beyond Buddha. Continuous development beyond Buddha. So there's the text that Dogen quotes towards the end of this fascicle is a dialogue between Master Dao, also known as Dogo, and Master Shitao, also known as Sekito. Sekito is the second ancestor after um, Weineng, the sixth ancestor, so he's the eighth ancestor in the um, Tsao Tung lineage or Soto lineage in China, uh, I should say, uh, yeah. And um, <clears throat> Dogo or Dao is what we would call the younger Dharma brother of Ungan or Yaoshan. So, uh, excuse me, of Yakasan. Um, 
So Yaoshan or Yakusan, that's the same name, same person in uh, either in Chinese Yaoshan or Yakusan in the Japanese way of pronouncing it. And he's the um, successor of Shita. So, the dialogue is Dao comes and asks, what's the fundamental meaning of Buddha Dharma? What's the fundamental meaning of the Buddha way? The Buddha way. This vow starts off. The Buddha way is unattainable. Or better yet, to translate that word, non-attainable. Because it's Butsudo Mujo. Mu is no or non-attainable. Non-attainable. What's the fundamental meaning of Buddha Dharma? Shita says, non-attaining, not knowing. Or not attaining, not knowing. Not attaining, not knowing. What is this not attaining? Or if you want, we could translate it more loosely. Cannot be attained, cannot be comprehended. But I think more directly giving us the flavor of what Dogen is emphasizing and what Shita is emphasizing, non-attaining, not knowing. The Buddha way is unattainable. Not in the sense that there's something that you can't get to, but the Buddha way is, is this non-attaining that is who we are. And this is further clarified. Dao says, is there some turning point in going beyond or not? Is there some turning point in going beyond? Is there continuous development going beyond or not? And Shitao says, the vast sky does not hinder white clouds from flying. So that's Dogen quoting the old masters. But now Dogen comments further. Now, Shitao is the second generation from Chaochi, from that's Wei Neng, the sixth ancestor. Dawu of Qianwang Monastery is the younger brother of Yaoshan. Dawu once asked Shitao about the fundamental meaning of Buddha Dharma. This is not a question asked by beginners or those recently started. Dawu asked this question when he was ready to understand the fundamental meaning, if he had heard it. Shitao said, non-attaining, not knowing. Understand that in Buddha Dharma, in the Buddha way, the fundamental meaning is in the first thought, as well as in the ultimate level. This fundamental meaning is non-attaining, fundamental nature of who we are, fundamental teaching of Buddha way is non-attaining. It is not that there is no aspiration for enlightenment, says Dogen, no practice, 
or no enlightenment, but simply non-attaining. The fundamental meaning is not knowing. Practice enlightenment is not non-existent or existent, but is not knowing, not attaining. When we take the first step in practice, that's non-attaining. When we've accomplished, awakened, that's also non-attaining. That's practice enlightenment. That's practice from the beginning is only in this awakened way we are. The Buddha way, non-attaining. And yet we vow to attain. Again, says Dogen, the fundament, he's, so he's repeating this a number of times because he wants us to really get it. The fundamental meaning is non-attaining, not knowing. It is not that there is no sacred truth, no Buddha way, if I say it that way, no practice enlightenment, but simply from beginning to end, that's my addition, non-attaining, non-not knowing. Non-attaining, not knowing. We'll come back to Dogen in a little bit. So, the Buddha way is unattainable or non-attaining. And yet we vow to attain it. Even the first vow to attain it is non-attainable. Being just this moment. Being just this moment. Is compassion way. And yet it's so hard for us to be compassion's way. Not because of some theory, but because we notice that when we're angry when we're hateful, when we're caught up in confusions or delusions, then compassion is the furthest thing from how we function or are. The Dalai Lama says, selfishness and attachment to the sense of of an independent, autonomous self are factors that inhibit compassion. Anger and hatred, the main obstacles to compassion. Being just this moment means anger, hatred, self-centeredness. That's why it's the fourth practice principle is released. Then, Being just this moment is the natural functioning of our life. Not doing anything special. That's why from the very first step, non-attainment is the Buddha way. So that's exactly the vow. 
being who we are from the beginning, being just this moment. If I say more about compassion, I'll quote the Dalai Lama again. He says, true compassion is from the conviction that other people are just like me and want not to suffer and to help them overcome what causes them to suffer is our compassion. Help them overcome. Help them overcome. It's interesting. Some of you might have heard the Dalai Lama speak either live or on video and you'll notice, or maybe you won't notice, um, he loves to laugh. He laughs a lot. And you notice something happens when he laughs. Other people laugh. Once he was talking about it, and he says, I'm a professional laugher. <clears throat> and my laughter is contagious. See, in a way, that's the compassion's way. Being right there, this non-attainment Buddha way, is laughing, is smiling. And that's contagious. But you have to take the step to offer this contagious gift to even those that you're not happy with. Even those who you think, well, they're not like me, because that's wanting them not to suffer. That's helping them. Helping them not because you're giving them anything, but because you're being just this moment. The Buddha way is being this non-attaining, not knowing, with as the universe that you live in, with the people and all the other circumstances, or or noticing the ways that we refuse to be just this moment, just this moment. See, so that's the practice principle, is either doing it, not because you're doing something extra, but because you're just being as you are, as you always are, whether you're first moment practice or you've gone beyond Buddha. It's always this fundamental non-attainment, not knowing. Dao asks further, this is Dogen's comment, is there some turning point in going beyond or not? Dogen says it means that when the turning point is actualized, going beyond is actualized. Turning point is a provisional expression. The provisional expression is all Buddhas, all ancestors. In saying this, there is going beyond. Although there is going beyond, do not neglect not going beyond and saying it. So, this is where Shi Tao's response comes. Vast sky 
does not hinder white clouds from flying. Vast sky doesn't hinder vast sky. White clouds do not hinder white clouds. Not hindering others is not hindering self. I skipped ahead a little. This non-attaining, which is very hard for all of us, because we live in a universe of attaining. Attaining, comparing, judging, liking, disliking. And yet, the Buddha way is non-attaining. Butsudo Mujo. Non-attaining. Or, if you take it literally, you miss the fundamental point, which is why Dogen brings up this quote from the earlier Masters to clarify this point so we don't get caught in this non-attainment in a provisional comparative way, but to see that's the fundamental point. But that or if we say it differently, that non-attaining is from the very beginning when we first resolve to hear and clarify Buddha Dharma through practice and attainment of enlightenment. It's all, nevertheless, non-attaining. See, it's not comprehensible to our ordinary mind. This is being willing to be not knowing. A different translation says it in a way that might clarify a little. This is Nishiyama and Stevens' translation. He's, again, this is Translating Dogen's comment. Again, says Dogen, this great meaning is beyond attaining or comprehension, or is non-attaining, non-knowing. We can, we cannot say there are no holy truths, no practice, no enlightenment. Nor can we say that there are holy truths, practice, and enlightenment. Non-attaining, not knowing. That's Dogen's comment. Non-attaining, not knowing. See, that's the fundamental of practice realization. To know that from the beginning... There's only perfect Buddhas practicing. And yet, there's beginning practice. There's further deepening practice. There's resolve to continue. There's efforts. And there's awakening. 
and yet non-attaining from the beginning, nothing lacking from the beginning, if we say it that way. That's this fundamental not knowing. So that's exactly being just this moment. What hinders our being just this moment is always the various forms of self-other, the various forms of holding, the various forms of resisting, embracing the teaching of the universe, life as it is. And life as it is allows us to be just this moment, compassion's way. Okay, I've talked plenty. Dogen has clarified. We can go further into Dogen, but I think we've done enough for right now, and you might have some points you want to make. So I'll stop. If you want to, you could change your position, and if you have something you want to bring up, please do. Yes, Musaki. Non-attaining, no trace. No trace is her name, Musaki. Or without trace. Uh and it appears from what you've been saying is that compassion is something you are, you become Yeah. then you do all sorts of things it's not you become you allow to be there or you cease anger, hatred and other obstacles to compassion see it's the obstacles to compassion that keep us from being the compassion we are Keep us from knowing our connectedness to other beings who are just like us. The natural intimacy. In fact, the whole of Buddha's teaching is not that there's things that you have to become. is that there's things that we do that keep us from being who we are. Keep us, if you want to say, caught up in self-centeredness. If you want to say... Suffering because of thirsting after greed, anger, and ignorance, whichever way, whichever direction you want to come from, whatever vocabulary and way of articulating feels more comfortable. See, that's why it's so easy to sit. And that's why it's so hard to sit. It's easy because you don't have to do anything extra, though there are particular practices and efforts. But it's because from the beginning, not knowing, non-attaining is your life. And yet, despite that, we so much believe we're not. We so much believe our greed, anger, and ignorance, if I use that kind of shorthand. Therefore, 
we have are sure that they are different and and they you know their suffering is who knows what's fault but i'm not going to help by being there for them or for the circumstance of the moment i don't mean them in some abstract out there because we see ourselves as me in here and you out there and that you and i are separate fixed somewhat permanent beings with this story of all sorts so that's why you have the reminder no trace that's why joko in terms of talking about it as a practice principle she doesn't say it you you are compassionate because you've developed these great new skills and learn these things and are trying hard to it's being just this moment which is nothing extra that you need to do it's non attaining not knowing or no trace So, do you want to say more? No. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. So, going back to your example about the tea leaves, when you know the 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 so that knowing is you just see it and you do it. That's right. Thinking about it. Or you think about it. That's okay. You look and you see. Oh, what's going on here? And then you 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 do it. But you don't get caught in the think in. Well, this isn't my job. Why did they do it? Why didn't they take care of it? I don't have time now. You know, it's I'm not etc etc. Whatever you you get into. Um See, it's those so-called obstacles to compassion if i use that kind of word is because we so strongly believe the habits of self-centeredness that's how it, you know and that's how it comes across in different ways self-centeredness is just a shorthand for that quote from the dalai lama of selfishness excuse me selfishness and attachment being the result of in ideas about an independent autonomous self which he says inhibits compassion you know he likes to talk about compassion all the time what does he say sometimes is my religion is kindness something like that yeah. so i just i just happened to 
have gotten something which had this on it, <coughs> excuse me, from, um, and so there it was. So it showed up in my inbox in connection to something else, and oh, okay, there it is, perfect timing. I couldn't have arranged it better. I saw it, and I copied it. I'll use whatever shows up. It's the universe is somehow offering me, and then I could make good use of it. Offering me what I need. And I offer you, you make good use of whatever you find useful and what you don't. Throw it away. Let it go. Don't worry about it. Don't be hindered in manifesting not knowing, not attaining perfect way that you are. Yeah. You said, um, somewhere in the talk you said, ordinary mind can't conceive of it. I was probably reading something. What did you say? Ordinary mind can't conceive of it. And the thought that came to me was, that's because it is ordinary mind. And I noticed, yeah. I noticed how habituated, I'll say we, but I mean me, uh-huh. um, how habituated I am to seeking the extraordinary, <laughs> looking for the extraordinary. You know, whether it's a, a extraordinary idea or an extraordinary feeling. Or you know, looking up to an extraordinary person, what I believe to be an extraordinary person, or we're habituated to to assume that ordinary is not good enough, is not enough. Well, it's as if we need more, as if extra, there's extra. yeah. Well, the whole point of non-attaining is to counter that. Yeah. Um, the whole point of un seeing what practice is, is this is the point that Dogen is making and that Shitao and Dawu are going back and forth about is that the meaning this is in the first thought of practice the first glimmer of that it's already there as well as in this final stage, or even going beyond final stage mm-hmm. of Buddha. It, it seems to me like it's almost a, so, a, a social contract that we buy into. You know, don't you want that better job? Don't you want I, I, I think it's much car? deeper than that. Yeah, it's always much deeper, but on the surface of it, the way we experience it is we're bombarded by this... You know, brighter teeth and, and more. Shitao and Dawu aren't. Are, are China in the 12th, <laughs> no, 12th centuries new. back? I, I didn't so, say this is something new. I mean, it's. Um, I think it, un, unfortunately it's, it's part of our biological makeup yeah, yeah, right. and our social uh, biological creation. Uh, yeah, I think that's right. Um, and therefore. Though it's never true, it always seems so natural and true to us. Yeah, that's why we use these words like endless and 
because yeah. it's always a part of who we are that we need to work on and work with and that's why we practice that in a way as you say it seems so natural because there's all these forces if I use it in that way both biological um, in, in ver- many realms of biological and social in the many realms of that and personal psychological etc that make it seem that something is needed to build up and maintain and enhance that self-centeredness that's why the first practice principle is caught in self-centered dream which is the same uh, another way of saying the same thing that the Dalai Lama was saying about what hinders compassion caught in self-centered dream except we start with talking about it forget about compassion for others it's it's we, we don't even have compassion for ourselves. Instead, we, we would rather suffer but hold on to that self-centered dream. Yeah. Forget about compassion for others. Yeah. We lack compassion for ourselves. But, in a sense, that's what the Buddha Dharma has to offer, to remind us. And what you're talking about, I mean, it's not a trap and it doesn't cause suffering unless we believe it unless we aren't paying attention and get caught by it. I mean, these things, anger arises. We get concerned. We get worried. We get sad. All of these things are part of who we are. But they in themselves aren't suffering. It's when we are caught well, not I think for a long time it's almost impossible to even believe or even conceive of not being caught in them because they seem exactly the truth of how I need to live in the universe. They seem exactly the truth. That's why the first noble truth. There's inherently this unsatisfactoriness in conditions or suffering, if we use that bigger word. Things are inherently unsatisfying, not able to satisfy us, though we keep on figuring, well, maybe that other thing will satisfy me. Not this thing. I've seen this one's failed, but maybe that one. Or maybe when I and different, then I'll be satisfied. Or maybe... Or they're different, maybe I'll be satisfied. The non-attainment, not knowing, as, if I say it in this way, as a way to approach life, as a paradigm, if I use that word, on being present is both a descriptive of what who we are and a prescriptive of what practice is what sitting is and what practice in all the various forms is that's what the it's another a more 
a different way of saying being just this moment. Thinking about Musecki's name, no traces. Yes. But in a sense, she has left some traces in her artwork. I have the dragonfly. Yeah, but but the, the no traces has to do the name of how we function in our life. See, we live holding on to all sorts of traces that get us in trouble, and even the dragonfly is traceless. As soon I, I as we believe owl. it's traces, then we're in trouble. I have the owl and it's traces. Yes. Okay. Yeah. See. So. Now, tell me again why it's traces. <laughs> <laughs> you need to look closer at it. You need to pay more attention. Well, get it closer. He, being the person who who made those two, uh, they're more traceless. They're better when they're more traceless, when I'm more traceless, when I'm in that moment. What? Otherwise, a lot of paintings you haven't seen. <laughs> it's just the dragonfly. There's no soother at all. Well, don't, don't explain no, too I'm much. <laughs> Please. In, in a sense, the dragonfly painted itself. Yeah. Pardon me? The dragonfly painted, painted the dragonfly. itself. It's been stuck. No. <laughs> Let, let's leave it for later. <laughs> okay, let's leave it. <laughs> so, see, we shouldn't get caught up in ideas of what traceless is and what's not traceless. A, a, a Dharma name is an encouragement and an expression of the truth, but also an encouragement in a provisional sense of practice, of how to practice and what the practice is. At the same time, it's just an expression of the reality of who we are. It's non-attainment, and yet there's beginning practice, there's accomplishment in practice, there's advancement, there's enlightenment, there's that's practice enlightenment or enlightenment practice. Yes, Shojo. Well, looking for traces of the non-traceless. I mean, that's just, words are like that. Well, that's where our mind always works. We can't, it's not like we can try to change our mind or anything, but we can only see when, when at least for me, when I can see that I'm trying to Trace, trying to find the the the, uh, the itness or the thingness of, of something that has no thingness to it. So, in a way, that's a very good point that you made. That when, it's not that you need to change what comes up, as you said, in, in your mind. You don't have to change your mind. You don't have to. We don't have to not have feelings, thoughts, emotions. All of those arise. It's whether we are caught or holding on to them or not, that's the crucial point in suffering. It's not the thirst arising, but it's the holding to the thirst and following up on the thirst, even believing that it's a thirst that make us suffer because of it. 
for. Yeah. I, I was uh, wondering, does the unattainability, is that akin to beingness is unattainable? You just are. Well, in a way, you, we, you could say it like that. If there's things to attain, then it's things that are outside of what's right this moment. Let's let it. Let's explain it that way. There's things. Say that again, please. <laughs> I can't say it again. <laughs> when 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 we have ideas about something that I'm going to attain, depending upon how we treat it, we treat it as something other than I am that I need in order to be. So then it turns it into an object, subject. Yeah. So during sitting early on, and I was trying to do so many things sitting in order to obtain something, and I remember you said to me, "Just you're just sitting. Just sit. You know, and uh-huh. sent me to go sit. And so that was... Really, I kind of was a little pissed, but <laughs> when I did it, when I just kept saying to myself, because I, wa- I wanted to do something, I wanted to transform something, and it, that's the unattainable. Like that's the that's the you can't know about that stuff. But when I started to just really purely just sit, um, there was a calm that started percolating up inside mm-hmm. of me, which was more informative than anything I had been doing for the years before that. And so that that to me was just being just this moment. Yeah. And I'm so thankful for Joko just doing her shorthand and simplifying all that insane language that all the ancestors use and mm-hmm. everything. I just can't possibly comprehend it's almost as if they're throwing a veil of secrecy over everything with these words that they use well some of what you have to see is the words might uh, were appropriate in the occasions when they were speaking it Mm. we are from the first set of verses we are about 1500 years away and from the comments on it, we're about a thousand years away. So, besides the fact that we're many cultures away as well. So, in a way, that's in part I attempt to translate a little bit, or I shouldn't say translate, but make a little more comprehensible and um, Uh, I'll say practical, but a more immediate what they're saying into something that we could connect to. There's really no reason for me to speak unless it's useful to encourage some of us in our practice. More of us, all of us. Uh, I do my best and hope something gets through. Thank you. Thank you. Okay.